Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. I want to talk to you guys just for a a moment about opportunity. Everyone turn to someone and say, you have an opportunity. You know, there's there's a big difference between chance and opportunity, right? You know, when I was 16 years old, we went to a rodeo. Do we have any rodeo fans in the house? You know, look at that. Wow. We should do a rodeo. But I went to a rodeo, and uh, as I was walking around, there was somebody there, and he said, uh, they said, hey, would you like to sign up to win a brand new truck? And I was like, yes, I do. Like, I'm, I'm 16 years old. I want to do that. And so I signed up. I wrote my name down, uh, put my phone number. It was a land phone number. And uh, then went to the rodeo, came home. Two months later, I, I walked in uh, from after school, and the phone rang. Picked it up. I answered, and they said, is this Clint Wells? I said, yes, it is. And they said, did you attend a rodeo uh, in Steelville, Missouri? Uh, Did you go to the rodeo and did you sign up to win a truck? I said, yes. Like, I mean, you guys can feel it. I was like, yes, yes, I did. Yes, yes, sir. And he said, well, I just want you to know that we still have the card that you filled out and you still have a chance to win this truck. I was like, thank you so much, you know, for for that phone call in there. There's a big difference between a chance and an opportunity. When you've got a chance, you know, it's just a percentage of failing or winning, and usually it's actually slided towards failing. But when you have an opportunity, there is a 100% chance that if you walk into it, that if you're in the right place at the right time, if you seize that moment, that you're going to see something amazing happen in your lives. And I believe... This place right now is filled with individuals that this year is going to be your greatest year of opportunity. You know, honestly, just earlier today, some of the staff and the pastors and our James River College students were gathered. And you could sense in that place and in that moment that everyone in the room were believing that God is doing something significant and that we have great opportunity ahead of us. And so tonight, just for a little bit, I wanna talk about how do we live our lives because I think that's the question. What do we do to make the most of every opportunity? Like I'm gonna take an opportunity right now to take a drink, is that all right? And I believe God's word gives us some really clear things. And so we're going to look at Colossians chapter four. So join with me. Colossians chapter four says, says this, it says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Everyone say opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And I'd like to point to three ways that God's word tells us how we can make the most of every single opportunity, and it starts with prayer. You know, I'm I'm so thankful for our superintendents. Thank you again for being here. But as I'm sitting there, I'm looking and listening to multiple superintendents say, please pray for us. 
please, would you, would you intercede for us? We need your prayers. We appreciate your prayers. And if people pray, it makes a difference. If our leaders in our schools and our community are saying, hey, we can tell when the people are praying, how many of you guys know that we need to spend more time in prayer? We need to seek God and say, man, we're praying for our students. We're praying for our teachers. We're praying for our leaders, believing that God is going to lead them into an opportunity. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. He said, devote yourselves to prayer. It matters that you pray. Pray watchful. Pray with thanksgiving. What does that look like to, to pray watchfully? It's talking about being vigilant and expectant and this idea of God, I'm not just, just praying like this and saying, God, I pray that I have a good day. No, I'm praying and saying, God, open my eyes. I'm expectant that when I leave my door, when I walk into my school, when I go out of this place, that I'm gonna see you do something. I'm looking for you to open a door for me to share the message of Jesus. I wanna be a light everywhere I go. So as I'm walking through my school, I'm praying and I'm saying, God, give me an opportunity. As I walk into class, I'm saying, God, do something significant, I'm watchful. And I'm praying with thanksgiving. I'm saying, God, I thank you in advance how you're going to use me. I'm thankful that you picked me to shine a light this year. I'm thankful that you're going to put me where I need to be so that I have something to say to someone, to invite them to church, to bring them to a place where they can know Jesus. You know, I know this room is filled with parents. And I would say just to every mom and dad, the greatest thing, one of the greatest things you can do for your kids is let them hear your prayers over them. Let them hear you speak words of prayer over them. I mean, as we went back to school, uh, one of the things we do is we like to celebrate the, the end of summer and do a celebration with our kids. But then as a part of that, we also gather them when we lay hands on each one of them. And we say, God, I pray, I pray for each one individually that you would give them opportunity, that you would work in their lives, that you would do something significant this year, that this wouldn't just be another school year, that everywhere they go, your favor would be on them and you would give them divine opportunities to share Jesus everywhere they are. Everything begins with prayer. But it doesn't end there. It goes on in verse 5 to say, I want you to be wise. Everyone say, be wise. be wise. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. And again, there's that make the most of every opportunity. You know, what happens is when, when we pray, it opens doors. But the way we act with our lives and when we act in wisdoms, it actually allows us to step through those doors of opportunities. So we get on our knees and we pray, and then Paul is saying, it matters how you act. You know, I have, we have five kids, and our oldest is Katie, and uh, she just graduated high school. She's a freshman at James River College. And for years, she just had this burden for Ozark High School. She would pray, pray for her school. Now, anyone that knows Katie honestly instantly loves her. I mean, she is like filled with joy. Uh, multiple times people say like, she is like the kindest person in the world. I'm like, I know, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, she's just so kind to others. But she has this burden to see people come to know the Lord, and so she would pray. But she wouldn't just pray, she would also be wise in how she acted. Honestly, sometimes that's as simple as just being nice. 
Because if you're praying for opportunity and you're not nice, guess what? Those doors are going to close. And she would come home and say, you know, we'd say, hey, how was your day? And she'd say, oh, it was great. Like, I talked to this person and I met this person. I was kind. I was kind to them. I was nice to them. You know, I mentioned that she is a, she's a people person. Like, she loves being with people. You know, and she would, she would look for opportunities to do that. But because she'd also made a decision to follow Jesus and to honor him, there was times where she would be invited to things or activities or events that she wouldn't go to, not because she didn't want to be around people, but because she said, I've made a commitment to honor Jesus with my life. And here's what's so amazing. I mean, she prayed for years, but in her senior year, she began to see people come up to her and say, Katie, we've watched your life for years. We've watched you in junior high and now in high school. You've consistently done the deal. Like you've made good choices. Your life is consistent. You've been encouraging to others. You've been nice to others. And multiple people who she'd invited in the past said, would it be okay if we came to church with you? Could we come to your life group? And she saw students make decisions for Christ because she prayed first. And then she said, but I'm also going to be wise in how I live and what I do. Parents, you need to know your kids are watching you. They're watching the actions that you take. They're watching the words that come out of your mouth. They're aware of that. Teachers, I know we have a room full of teachers and educators. You're making a huge difference, and students are watching you. You know, you may be, for some students, the best example of Jesus that they'll ever see. And what you do makes a difference. Well, there's a third thing. And that is how we talk. How we talk makes a really big difference. I'd like to illustrate that just for a moment. I brought a couple of things up here. Uh, I like to run. Anyone else like to run? Okay, I'm a runner. I know everyone, that's, that's everyone's first thought when I walked up here. They're like, he, he's been running, you know, over the last 18 months. Uh, but I like, I like to run. And uh, I got... These two things are really important. So this is like my, my belt that carries my phone and my AirPods. And the reason why is because my playlist is really critical uh, to my run. And if I'm going on a 30-minute run, I will have a 30-minute playlist that is designed to motivate me at the beginning, to keep me going in the middle, and like it's celebratory at the end. And it's really important. So like in the first mile, like almost every day in that first little bit, I'm going to hear the song, this is going to be the best day of your life. Help me. Yeah, because I'm like, all right, I could do this. This is going to be a good day. Here I go. This is going to be the best day of my life as I run. But where we run, there's like hills everywhere. And so about halfway through my run, there's a song that we, we sing in kids sometimes. And I literally have been running like up this one hill in our neighborhood and I'm like sweating and struggling and I'll be singing this. No one is greater than Jesus, Jesus. No one is greater than Jesus. And uh, yeah, come on kids, sing it out. I love that. And it's so funny because we have all these like older people in our neighborhood uh, and they'll be walking and literally there's been times where there's people walking and I'm shouting, no one is greater than Jesus because like I'm struggling and I need that motivation. What I'm listening to matters and let me just say to everyone in here, your words matter. Your words are the playlist of other people's lives. You never know that what comes out and that's why Paul, he goes on to say 
that we need to let our conversations be filled with grace and seasoned with salt so that we would know how to give everyone an answer. Your words can change someone's life. Parents, your words over your kids make a difference. So let's all be mindful of the words that we say. He goes on to say, let them be seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. It's talking about flavor. You know, I don't know, all of a sudden I'm getting, getting kind of hungry, you know, talking about seasoning and salt. Anyone like food? Like I'm kind of a foodie. You know, honestly, I run because I'm kind of a foodie. So, and uh, I have really good news for everyone in this room. I have brought tonight the world's greatest chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Like, right, thank, thank you, sir. Th thank you. Hey, I, I appreciate that. These are a, these are a, I don't know if we can get a close up. These are a uh, brown butter salted chocolate chip cookie. It literally, the first time I ate one, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, and Kemi's like, like, that's too much. You know, I'm like, no, like, this is like insane. But I, don't, I feel like I, you can't just take my word for it. I need a credible source to validate this. Uh, and I happen to know an expert, uh, Dr., Dr. Brad Swafford, if you wouldn't mind coming on up here uh, and, and just being our, our secondhand source, our credible source, let's give him a great big round of applause, you know. And Brad and I are good friends. Um, oh, look, man, he's going for it, yeah. So do you like, well, if I get, do you like cookies? I love I, cookies. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, I would like milk you to... Milk with my cookies. Okay, yeah. uh, milk with the cookies. Okay, uh, I'd like you to try one of those. That's right, you grew up on a dairy farm, didn't I you? I did grow up Okay, on a dairy so you like, you like milk. Just take a bite of that. How, like, just pause, okay? How's that, how's that, how's that cookie, Brad? <laughs> Very good. Very good, okay. Uh, you can just set it back down, down just do for me. Yeah, I'm going to give you all of them. You can share them with your friends. So, but I also have another plate of cookies, and I actually made, I didn't make those, uh, but I made these. And I'd really like you to try this cookie. So, here you go, if you want to, if you want to take, take one of those cookies. I made them, we're friends, come on. We talked a lot about praying and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, I know, I pray, I actually yeah. prayed about these okay. cookies, so. Let me try this one. Yeah, yes, I would. <laughs> How's that cookie? A little dry. <laughs> you know, here's what Brad doesn't know, is that I actually left out every single ingredient that gives a chocolate chip cookie its flavor in these cookies. So which cookie would you prefer? I'd take this cookie. Though. All right, you can, put, you can put this cookie back down Thank you. in here and take these. Uh, but I, and, and, and yeah, I'm sure there's, there's friends okay. around you. But I have one more question. Um, you know, after you have eaten, uh, well, after you've eaten maybe like one or two of these cookies, what, what do you want to go with one of those cookies? Some milk. Come on, let's give, let's give Dr. Brad Swafford a big round of applause. Yeah, enjoy. 
You know, it makes me think of the verse, Psalms 34, 8, that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. When people have an encounter with you, can they taste and see that God is good? Are they tasting the goodness of the Lord when they talk with you, when they hear your words? And the Apostle Paul goes on to say, let there be seasoning in your life. Because just like Brad said, it makes you thirsty. And you want to have a reason to give an answer to people. You want to have something to say when people come and say, hey, there's something about you. I don't know quite what it was, but I want to go in and have some more. You need to have an answer when they start to question you. I'd like to invite Jadis to come up here just real briefly. Jadis is one of our eighth graders. Come on. At James River, I got, I got it right here. Eighth graders at James River Youth. So good. And Jadis, we were visiting earlier. Uh, you, can, you can take that about an interaction that you had uh, with some close friends of yours. And I would love it if you would just share briefly with everyone uh, about that interaction. Yeah, so recently I went to Ohio to visit some friends and family. And um, we've been praying for these friends for a while. They've been kind of in a rough situation. So um, when we went down there, I didn't know this, but recently my friend had decided to become an atheist. So I didn't know this coming in. So one day, we were just hanging out at the park, and he's telling me about a situation that he was in. And I said, well, why don't you pray about that? And he goes, why would I pray about that? And he said, well, because God can take care of your needs. And he said, but God's not real. And I, was, I said, why would you say that? And he goes, I've never seen God. I've never heard God. I've never seen what he's done. Why do you believe in God? I said, well, because I've, I've seen what God's done, and I've heard what God's done. Wow. And he said, well, tell me about what you've seen, what God has done. I said, I've seen kids walk into James River Youth with crutches and come out, walk out healed. I've seen kids come into camp. I've seen a girl come into camp who was born deaf and walked out who, and she could hear. I've seen kids come in with depression and anxiety, and I've seen them walk out never having to feel sad or lonely ever again. And I said, how can you tell me that God's not real? And he said, well, I'm sure there's a logical explanation for that. And I said, great, give me one. If you can come up with a simple, even wow. just a simple explanation to how that's possible, could give it to me. So he thought about it for a minute. And finally he goes, well, even if God was real, why would he love someone like me? Wow. Who's trying to disprove that he's not real. And he's, I'm saying mean things about him. And I'm going behind his back. And I'm doing things that God would never never want me to do and how could he love somebody like me and I said there was a man in the Bible named Saul who killed Christians wow. and God loved him so much that he gave him a new beginning and he gave him a fresh start wow. and he can do the same for you come on wow <laughs> and finally he goes I said also if you had a son in the future when you're a father and that son disobeys you or that son says something mean about you, are you going to stop loving that child? And he goes, no. I said, that's the same with your heavenly father. You're going to mess up and you're going to disobey and you're going to do things wrong. But he's Come never going to stop loving you. Come on. Man, can we give, give Jadis and God a big round of applause? I'd like to invite all of our junior high and high school students to make your way down to the front. Here's what I love so much about that. She prayed. 
But then she said, I'm going to live my life in a certain way. And then when I begin to get questions, I'm going to have something to say. I mean, when she was, every t when she was sharing that with me, I was like, Jadis, that's amazing. That when they saw the hope of Jesus Christ in you and they began to question that, you said, I'll tell you about Jesus and let me tell you about his love for you. And I love that it switched from he's not real to, but how do I know that he loves me? Students this year, God, I just believe that God's gonna send revival. I believe that when we, when we step into the moments and the opportunities that God's given us, that the North Campus, the South Campus, the West Campus, the walls will not be able to contain the students. They're gonna be coming and running to James River Youth. We're gonna see students healed in the hallways of our schools. We're gonna see students come to know Jesus every single Sunday, every single Wednesday.